we, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to be able to, uh, to engage on the basis of how do, we, how do we get beyond our own, cultural, our own cultural barriers to get to the place to where, as Christ says, that we, that we have love one for another. Uh, because the, the discipleship that Christ offers, the kingdom uh, that Christ speaks of, the church, the body, is not a color. Uh, the, the culture in and of itself has its own unique culture. And so we'll, what we want to talk about uh, today is how do we, how do we it, break through our individual cultural experiences to embrace the broader culture of the kingdom of God. Um, uh, Pastor Jim, there was a, there was a, a, a term you use, uh, uh, a native term that you use concerning uh, your, your church and your family. Can you, can you share that term with us again? We spoke about it at your office earlier this week. And uh, uh, can you share that and kind of what, what's, what's the concept of that? You're going to have to remind me what that term is. Okay. Um, it, it, it was a term that was used, uh, that was speaking of just me and mine. Oh, um. My background is, is Northern Germanic, uh, Dutch German, and uh, those languages and those cultures are very close. Uh, and so what our churches did, we come out of the Reformation, and uh, we would plant a church and plant a school both at the same time. And we called them Onsoskol, Onsokirk, our church, our school. And uh, there's something very strong in that. There's something very beautiful in that. I love Christian education. I love a Christian community. But there's something very exclusive about that, too, because if it's onsa, it, it has a hard time letting others in. And so I think, well, my tradition has gone too far down that path and, and been exclusive. And um, I, I think all traditions kind of have to ask where they stand in that kind of idea. But uh, is that, that kind of what you were thinking? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. My, my church, my school. Uh, Pastor Tomas, how do we get to the place to where we come to the realization that it's really not ours, like it doesn't belong to us, but that it actually is Christ's church? How, how do we get to the place to where, in your opinion, how do we get to the place to where we can take ownership and give it back to Christ and position ourselves properly in the place of stewardship? Well, uh my, my background, of course, is uh, I am from Mexico, but my, my background is uh, um, as English. My, my grand-grandfather coming from, to Mexico from, from England. But uh, when, when you come into this uh, different um, background and, and see this multi-ethnic community, you need to understand for, for, for our experience in the church planting process, number one, uh, in order to make disciples, in order to contact those people in the future to make disciples, uh, you need to believe that you are an agent of reconciliation in your own community. When you, when you, when you got that in your mind, but more powerful in your heart, and believe that you need to love to each other, in a in a in a uh, in a Jesus perspective, you understand the importance to go outside, you know, out from 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 the walls of the church, 
and start connecting with people that probably is a different color of you. But remember that in heaven, you know, there's no colors. There's no language. There's no uh, 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 food. There's no uh, 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 mind, you know, because it's going to be only concentrated in only one. So for us, you know, in uh, we, we are planting this church uh, like two years, two years and a half ago. And our personal experience, you know, is Christians need to become and believe that each one of you are a, 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 a builders, you know, a community builders. And go outside with that perspective in order to connect people and share the love of God in the same way that you understand the love of God. And that's one of the issues that we have because we have a wrong understanding sometimes about what is the Jesus of love. But if you understand that we save by the blood of Jesus, we understand the rest of the concept of salvation and have the capacity to share. We are a community builders. We are a, 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 a people and agents of transformation when we go outside and talk with people. And, and, and I think that everything comes from, from, from that side. <coughs> and, and it's the experience. It's a learning experience, you know, when, when, when you have this a huge opportunity, you know, to make disciples, you know, in order and of, from that, that particular perspective in, in, in urban church. I really like what you spoke. Uh, of course, you're referencing the Apostle Paul where uh, he teaches the, the Corinth church that uh, through Christ we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, whereas we have been reconciled to Christ. Uh, we've been reconciled rather to the Father through Christ. And, and many times we allow that ministry of reconciliation to stop with us. So we allow ourselves to be reconciled to Christ, but then we don't think that that reconciliation needs to continue on to somebody else. So, uh, Pastor Jim, I want to pull you in here. In, in your opinion, because you, you all at, at, uh, and much through, through your leadership, uh, through Bethany, uh, through your leadership of Bethany, you all are, are housing, uh, you all have been blessed with a beautiful, sprawling campus, you all are housing three ministries presently, three church plants. Uh, how, how do you see, and, and you can even give us some of your experiences on, on how that's going with, uh, with sharing your facility, because I know sometimes we don't like to share, you know, like we get real comfortable, like, no, this is my space, yeah. Uh, sh share with us through just how you're sharing uh, your, your ministry or how you're, how you're sharing your space that, that you see is necessary to kind of force through that ministry of reconciliation that Pastor Tomas is talking about. Well, we have been blessed. Um, Bethany walks alongside three other churches on our campus, so we have four worshiping communities in a weekend. And uh, two of those other churches were there when I first got there. Uh, Tomas was planting Ethnos, and there's a Thai church called Sila. Sila's been there about 13 years. And then there was another worshiping community floating around, an Indonesian community. And uh, I heard about them, and, you know, every community wants a little roots, and so they didn't have a place to go because I have a beautiful parsonage with my church. They, they let us stay there. It has a big living room. I said, why don't you worship in our living room? And so we were blessed for a period of, what, about three-quarters of a year? Come home from our church service, and they're just worshiping away in our living room. 
You know, in the Asian tradition, they, have, they take their shoes off before they come in. So in front of our front door, there's like 40, 50 pairs of shoes. and Just beautiful, just wonderful. After a while, somebody said, why do they worship in your living room? Why don't we have them on our campus too? My choir director said that. And so they worship now in our choir room. Um, I think the big change that happened and, and is that how we relate to the other churches. Um, they had been there for a while, and they were paying rent. Rent is inherently patronizing. Rent is onse kirk, and uh, we're going to let you stay here if you give us enough money. That's not kingdom thinking. My time on the mission field taught me white, white person lesson number two, right? and I put this on the, on the white culture. Um, you have to decide whether it applies to yours or others. Um, we like to be in charge. We like to take what's our, what, what the Lord has given to us and, and call it ours. And so I found this on the mission field in many, many different ways, and, and I, I sought to hold back the kingdom. So we had a conversation with my with my uh, elders, and I asked the simple question, why are we renting these people if they're churches? This is kingdom work. Why are we doing this? And my, my elders just took off and ran with it. And we no longer rent. Uh, we have a covenant that we sign in our, in our combined worship we're having in a couple weeks, and we'll re-sign the covenant every year, that we walk with each other as sister churches. And uh, as far as keeping the facility afloat financially, we no longer charge rent. Uh, we pay 20% of, we each of the churches pay 20% of what they get in their offerings for the building to, to keep that afloat. Can you see how that brings us down side by side? Because if we're all paying into the building fund, that means, oh, you get a say about what happens on the campus, what time, and how this room is used. And, of course, there are conflicts with that. Um, there are some folks, dear folks, wonderful folks, but who've had their birthday party on Sunday afternoon for the last 30 years in this building. And now we got a worshiping body in there. Who gets priority? Right? This is a learning process. We're right on the edge. That's our learning edge. What does it mean not to be in charge? What does it mean to submit? What does it mean to help another worshiping body prosper? Why do we do it? And getting all that straight. And... Uh, I pray for it regularly. I really don't know where the Lord will lead that. I don't have an end game. Um, just like I don't have an end game with our relationship. Right. Who would ever thought we'd be up here talking to you? Um, but the Spirit leads us and leads us through those challenges, and, and we try to find our way as faithfully as possible. Amen. Amen. We were talking in Pastor Jim's office earlier this week, and I said, this, this sounds like an amazing joke set up. Uh, a Mexican, a white, and a black pastor walk into a church. And it's like, follow it through with whatever else you, uh, you know, you know, one says to, you know. But I, I struggle, and, and I, I'm just going to put my struggle on the table and we can kind of discuss that. I, I struggle with the, the thought of how do I embrace my ethnic culture? How do I embrace my background? How do I be pro-black? <laughs> you know, how, how, do I, how, do I, how do I be a real solid brother and not lose my cultural identity while embracing the kingdom identity? 
Because I, 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 like, I like my dashikis. Went to Africa, got some. You know, I, I, I appreciate, uh, I, I appreciate the, the nuances of, 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 of the people that I've come from, of the nationality, of, of the tradition that I've hailed from. How do I get to the place where I don't have to dismiss or, or disregard or berate or degrade my my cultural heritage while still embracing, honoring, celebrating, and cherishing the broader multi or kingdom culture that God has called us to. How, 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 do, how do we do that? It's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. But it's not impossible. No. Number one, because when, if Jesus accepts you, with all your sins and your mistakes and all those things that, that you know, why is the reason? Because we are not, will be able to accept our African-Americans, Asian, Latinos, or, 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 or Anglo brothers and sisters. What, 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 is, the, what is the barrier that, that, that is not letting uh, 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 accept that? So for me, number one is we need to be clear that when we are working for the kingdom, the kingdom is the kingdom. And in the kingdom, you will find everybody. And number one, we need to accept people. You know, uh, four weeks ago, four, four weeks ago, uh, uh, I, I got an invitation for a Mayfair High School in the city of Bellflower, and I... I went to introduce just one session of uh, uh, community leadership. In, in that room, in the school, there was uh, Latino and African-American uh, uh, parents. Uh, after I made the invitation and, and talk about the, um, the, the, the community problems that Ethnos has in the community, uh, the following, the following uh, no, the same day, you know, an African-American uh, a lady, a sweet lady coming, I say, hey, pastor, are you, are you uh, provide counseling? And I say, well, you know, it's, 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 it's part definitely of our ministry, but if you need something, are you going to church? Or I say, yes, yes, we, we are attending a church, but uh, we are local. I mean, uh, 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 I'm living just in Virginia uh, Street. It's very close to your church. And, uh, and I say, yes, just, just give me a call. I just give my business card. And uh, the, the, the following Friday, when she come to the, to the program, but my wife is leading an a, a, a arts program in, in, in the community, uh, she came, and uh, she's not coming alone. She, 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 she brought uh, her uh, husband with uh, drug uh, problems. And uh, I mean, for, for many years, I, I didn't have that, that experience, but uh, we're not only able to talk, we were able to, to, to pray, and, and, and he was able to accept Jesus. Uh, what is the difference? You know, you need to put away your culture or your traditions because the kingdom. And the power of Jesus Christ in the life of people and, and what he really wants to do in order to transform lives, I think is more powerful. And if, if we have the heart to serve, 
we need to put that things away and let the Holy Spirit work through you, no matter what culture it is. It's, 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 it's a command. We need to love them. And, and that's, that's what our personal experience, my wife coming and four of us, you know, praying for Antonio that a week later and, and he's still in the rehab uh, uh, center close to here to Campton. So for us, our experience is put away our culture, put away our, our language, put wow. away our prejudice, mm. you know, and just go to command what Jesus has been asking to do. In this kingdom, mm. <laughs> Pastor, that's good. Can Pastor I weigh Jim. in on this? Good, you got to good, good, on. good. I remember in, in Genesis it says the Lord made man and woman and put them together, and that doesn't mean that they stopped being man and woman. Thankfully, <laughs> remember that's where the creation went from being good to being very good, and it was more than just kissing. It was that they're different, but they're together, and the Lord took delight in that. Now, we don't have all the details on how all the different cultures came about, but I believe the Lord continued his creative streak on that, and he gave us different languages, and he rejoiced in them. He gave us different skin colors. He rejoiced in them. He gave us different haircuts. <laughs> he rejoiced in them. I think the Lord rejoices in that difference. And then I think the Lord gives different wisdoms and different blessings in the different groups that the other groups need. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, and we can't get them unless we walk alongside each other. Let me give you an example. That's good. White person lesson number three, I think I'm at. We're not so good at touch. All right? When I was a teacher, you know, good touch, bad touch, and there's bad touch, but we learned how to have a legally defensible hug. All right? In case we ever went to court, this is it. This is all you could give your students, right? No clothes body, just this legally defensible hug. Legally. Oh, <laughs> anybody catch that? That is the legally defensible hug. Thank you. Right. Go, 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 go. I had an Egyptian friend who said, you guys are crazy. You got to, if someone doesn't know how to touch right, you, you touch them right. You hug them right. And so this is my second time with you. And let me tell you why I've already come to love you. During the visiting time, my first time here, I was sitting back there. And there was a... Uh, Shake your hand time. And I was getting ready to get up and shake hands, and somebody came behind me, and she wrapped her arms around me and put her head right here and just said, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And she broke the barrier of the white person 20-second hug. <laughs> she held me. She <laughs> At about 60 seconds, I was crying like a baby. All right? There's power in that. We need that. We need it from you because we don't know it anymore. Well, the devil did some mischief and took that out of my background, and we need it. And I don't know how to get it unless we walk alongside you. There's other wonderful things we get walking alongside the Latino culture. It goes way beyond carne asada, which you've got to try if you've never had it. It goes way beyond that. <laughs> Way beyond that. But that is good, though. Oh. That is good, oh. though. <laughs> that See, is good, though. I think the, the beauty of the variety of food is it tells us just how much more wonderful is the blessing in the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think if we can get our mind on that, right, the Lord 
made us together. We know at the end of time, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess the Lord together. And we don't stop being ourselves at the same time as we come together. Right, right. Now, we're in the muddle in the middle. we got to figure out how to get there. But I tell you, when I'm with you, when I'm with Ethnos, when we get together in our families, that's a little bit of the way it should be. That's a little bit of heaven. So I guess I don't think I have to put away the good things of my culture. That's good. You all got to try strope waffles sometime. They're little cookies out of the Dutch store. They're really, really good. That's our gift to you. One of them. I don't think I got to put that away to be blessed by you. I, I think when we turn in onto Skull, onto Kirk, we're less than we should be. We're less than the Lord made us to be. And that's why I just rejoice in this. I, I think we can be who we are and who we can be are together is better. Together is better. My God. My God. I like that. I like that. I like that. I, man, I, 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 I appreciate what, what, this, what this conversation is doing. I, I, I want to I address, address an elephant in the room because we see uh, a lot of the things that are being projected in social media presently, uh, especially with, and not just social media, but just in media in general, of the disproportionate uh, killing of African Americans by law enforcement, and and it becomes a a issue of of white and black. And then we look at you know what happened at Starbucks uh, recently, and it continues to become an issue of white and black. Um, what I want what I want to just put on the table uh, here, it, just to to kind of expand on what you were just saying, Pastor Jim, that I think it is the enemy's desire for humanity to stay divided. Um, when in any, any issue that we face in life, we have to go to the scripture first to, to find credence for it. We acknowledge in the book of Genesis uh, the whole Tower of Babel scenario. Anybody remember that? The Bible says that all the people were one. And, in the t and, and what happened and why God brought division of the language and the tongue to the people and we, we got to understand, before, before there were different colors, before there were different colors, what God did by the stroke of his hand was confuse their language. He confused their language. He confused their language because they allowed their oneness to be oneness within themselves as opposed to oneness in God. And so the first, the first point that I believe causes us to find a place of disunity is when we allow our, our unity to be based on who we are as opposed to who God is in us. I'm going to say it one more time. We find discord and we break, we break fellowship when we allow our unity to be as it relates to who we are as opposed to who God is in us. And then furthermore, we get to the place to where the Bible says God, he confuses, he confuses their language. And then... He does so because they decided to seek their own as opposed to seeking God. But then we find ourselves in Acts. We fast forward the generations to get to the book of Acts. Where the Bible said that they were men from every nation, the men from every tongue. And they were together in that region. And when 
the spirit of Pentecost, when the spirit of the Holy Ghost came upon the church, the Bible said that they, that they had clothing of, of tongues of fire sitting upon their head. And as they began to speak and prophesy and, and declare with unknown tongues, the Bible says that the men of all nations heard God and heard the word of God in their own tongue. What begins to happen there is what I believe should happen in all of us, and we can, we can expound upon this, is when we begin to embrace the language of the kingdom. I'm not just talking about speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost gives utterance. What I'm speaking of is when we begin to speak the language of the kingdom, and I believe ultimately the language of the kingdom is the love of Jesus. When we begin to speak the language of the kingdom, that supersedes our cultural barriers. That supersedes any, any issue that may be even pressing in, in, the, in, the, in the city circle, in, 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 in society. When we begin to speak on the basis of the love of Jesus Christ, that will supersede the issues that separate us. How are some ways that, that do you find yourselves speaking the language of the kingdom to bring unity to where there has been discord or disunity, even among your congregations. This recently, probably a month ago, uh, the, the Sila Church, the Thailand Church, they uh, have a new, a new pastor coming from, from Thailand. And probably his English performance is 10, 15%. But, uh, but he is in our prayer meeting every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Probably he understand probably more than, than, than we thought, but, but uh, 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 he has some, some, some uh, uh, problems, you know, and I see some kind of frustration when he wants to express what he's feeling, but uh, uh, he he has not uh, do it in English. However, you know, we we can feel uh, this pastor, you know, that is a very humble and lovely pastor. No matter that he's not able to speak the language officially in the United States, that is English, you know, that that kind of that kind of, of language of love, you know, has been very powerful in my experience when we start praying together, you know, and we start uh, doing this uh, uh, in intercessory praying one to each other, and he prays in his own language. It looks like you understand, no matter that it's not your language, but you understand and you can feel it in, 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 in your spirit. And and then this uh, 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 Jimmy, you know, that is uh, in representation of uh, Indonesia uh, uh, a church, and he speak in, in uh, praying in, in that language, and is the same is the same uh, uh, feeling, you know, uh, you can feel the presence of of the love of Jesus, you know, breaking the language barrier, but you can feel the heart, and for us and for me at this in this experience, you know has been very powerful to say, wow, we don't need to speak the same 
grammatical language, let's say in this way, you know, because that's that's the, the language of love that is go beyond that point and and and, and impact uh, our lives definitely, and and that's that's the experience that we have every Tuesday, every Tuesday, you know, he pray in English and 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 he pray in Thai and Indonesian and Spanish, Spanglish, because. Yeah, because they said that the Spanish is going to be the, the language of the heaven. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> well, glory adios. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to add to that, Pastor? Oh, I could. I guess I have to start with an apology. I fail as much as I succeed in this. Um, I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was born in 1967. Um, too young to understand the discord around the death of... Uh, Reverend Martin Luther King, but there were riots in our town, and so there was a culture of fear um, around the differences, and it's that fear that's so disabling, and it's the fear that soaks in, and so I learned to associate fear uh, with people who didn't look like me. I didn't know any better. It was just absorbed. I have a, a dear, sweet grandmother who's now gone to be with the Lord, and she had learned horrible words for people who didn't look like her. Take her out to a restaurant, she'd use one of those, or crawl under a table. Um, I, I had, the Lord had to work with me through many situations uh, to bring me just, just from where I am now. And, and sitting with you here today is, is part of the Lord teaching me. You know, I don't have to worry about my kids when they go drive off in a car. I, it's my, in my experience that the police are working for us. I'm sorry. It's not everybody's experience. Uh, it's, my people are not disproportionately put in prison. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be that way. When we had a president with beautiful dark skin, he treated my people well. And I'm sorry. It's not always that way. It's not supposed to be that way. I think we learn, and, and it's something the Holy Spirit does with us. I hope to be better off than I used to be. And I hope to live a richer life than I lived um, before. Being here in Southern California is teaching me, I think, the language of the kingdom because there's so much opportunity to rejoice over being uh, with, with people who are not looking like you, maybe not thinking like you. Makes you think just what is, where are my roots? What is the foundation of my life? Can we share that? And then the rest is, you know, wonderful detail. But I'm learning, and uh, I repent of when I fail. Amen. I, man, that's powerful. That's pro is anybody getting anything out of this conversation? Um, I, 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 I haven't received any messages. I don't know if they haven't been sent or if I'm, if there's a technical issue that's causing me not to receive them. Um, but if, if there is an issue, what I'd like to do with our last few moments together uh, before we, we, th th we're, we're going to sum up in a, in a, in a, in a beautiful way, uh, but before we sum up, if, if, I, if I missed any questions, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Kina to, to avail himself if, if we need to, if, if I need to get a question uh, by, by Mike, if I missed a question, please, by all means, uh, uh, let me know. Let's, 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 let's get that question answered. 
this will not be the last time you see Pastor Jim or Pastor Tomas. I am of the belief uh, that this is the will of God. Amen. I'm, I'm of the belief that this is the will of God. Uh, uh, Pastor Jim has already has already made it made the statement several times. We'll be doing this at Bethany soon, <laughs> and so I'm excited. Uh, 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 we'll we'll get the service time. So if anybody want to roll with me to Bethany, uh, we'll go and uh, hang out with our brothers and sisters there. Um, but uh, yeah, just for a moment before we give some of our, our last our last uh, comments. Uh, in any questions, if you text it, if you text a question and it didn't come, come on, go ahead. Hi. Um, so one question is, um, we see that most people live and actually um, have friends usually of their same culture. You know, you live around people that look like you. You have friends that usually look a lot like you. Um, this causes us to be very limited in our experiences and our perspective of others, as you guys have talked about. Um, do you think that having a unified country first begins with having a unified church of all races? Wow, wow, wow. That's a good question. The question, you know, she's a, she's a doctoral student <laughs> at uh, Zeus Pacific. Didactic questions. So uh, you, 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 t you two gentlemen can chime in, but I would say absolutely it starts. Uh, the, Bi the Bible says that, that judgment starts with the house of God first. And a lot of times we, we think that that's, that just has to do with, uh, that that judgment just has to do with discerning of right or wrong it, when someone is on trial. But I believe that judgment speaks of the proper balancing of, of life. And so I believe the, the balance of any society, of any culture, the balance of any people group must start in the house of God. I, 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 I do not believe that there will ever be a time in history where the society has, a, has an answer for the issues of society beyond that of the church. I believe this is why God created the church. So I'm of the belief that if, if, if anything is going to heal the woes of society, uh, I believe it, will, it, will, it must come from the church of God first. And it must spread out from the body of Christ to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the community. That, that's my answer. What, what, would you, what would you gentlemen say? I, I think that church today in this chaotic uh, world that we are living, we, we, we need to, to, to confess and, and proclaim a, a prophetic word. Uh, I, I think that it's our responsibility that the kingdom needs to be reflecting first here. Because if not, how, 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 we can, how we can start preaching about the kingdom? How many say amen? amen. When, when, when we are not doing our homework here, you know? Uh, in, 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 our, in our experience, you know, probably you say, oh, Latinos, everybody, you know, eat the same. I, I am Mexican, and I'm, I'm not like mariachi. And, and everybody assumes that every Mexican likes mariachi. <laughs> you know? I like rap. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> God's plan. Let me let me let me let me tell you something. My first experience as a pastor was like a few blocks away from him and in, in Broadway and first first with the Dr. Iverson in the Paradise Baptist Church. You know, I, I was that was my first experience as a pastor, you know, as a, a, a sister pastor in in, in, in in that church. So uh and 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 I have the experience to leave the riots in in in, in 1992, 1993. Wow. Uh, I, I, I was there. So and it was my first experience to see hey, everybody needs Jesus, you know, no matter what color is. And and that's why my thought in this is we have a, a huge responsibility in the kingdom to proclaim, you know, reconciliation, to have the responsibility, you know. And we need to start the homework inside home. You know, when we teach our kids, you know, uh, good manners, you know, we're doing from home. And I think it's, it's, it's the first step. I mean, it's a process, but it's at least the first step that we, we, we begin to, to do it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Pastor. I'm of, if you remember, Dutch and German background. And so I'm always careful about conversations with church and state because in my background, a, uh, a state um, used a church to horrible, horrible ends in, in World War II. Um, even their symbol was a hooked cross, if you remember. So I, I hold very distinctly there are two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. And there are things that are important in the kingdom of man. Government is important. It, it keeps chaos at bay, and it needs to provide for those who are vulnerable that the economy doesn't provide for. Um, I, I'm very careful about Christianizing government <laughs> because there's mischief down that road. Yeah. Um, wow. it, it can be someone different idea of what Christian is. Right now there's a lot of churches um, who are taking the word evangelical out of their name because what has been done in the name of evangelical. That's right. And they can't, they can't align with that. So on, on the same hand, we need to pray for Christian politicians. Uh, we need to pray for just government. We need to pray uh, for wisdom, uh, whether the, the governor, president is Christian or not. Uh, we need to pray for them. And we need to hold them to account uh, for doing the right thing, for doing what governments are supposed to be doing and not doing what governments are not supposed to be doing. Right. I think we are much more able to do that when we are unified as the body of Christ because if we are in our own church doing our own thing, then we don't hear the needs of the different communities. Um, you know, that's, again, a little picture of what, what heaven is and when we all know each other the way we should know each other and walk the way we should walk together. Um, the church has a, has a powerful role in any, any society, and we mustn't let that drop. We must be diligent and continuing to work toward walking together, um, whatever that may look like. That's powerful. I got, I got one question for somebody who has my number in the church. Um, it's like, I'm just going to text him. I know his number. Uh, and if you know my number, you can go ahead and text me, I guess. I just know I know it's you. Um, <laughs> how did Jesus handle race relations, and how can the church today be more welcoming to people of different cultures and races? Interesting. Uh, there, there is a there's account in the Gospels where there, there are two, there's a pair that are 
preaching and as, as Pastor Tomas just spoke, that are lifting up that prophetic voice in the community. Uh, and the disciples see these, these two and they say, Jesus, they are not of us. They're not, they're not a part of the disciples. They're not a part of our crew. They didn't come from Galilee like us. Should we stop them? Jesus says, listen, listen, to, what, listen to what the Father says. Uh, listen to what our, our Savior says. He says, if they're not against us, they're for us. And the way Jesus dealt with reconciliation or the way Jesus dealt with race relations was on the basis of how they came. And on the basis of what they did, we know that, that Dr. King in his I Have a Dream speech talks about how he wanted his children uh, to be judged not by the color of their skin, but rather the content of their character. What we have to do is we have to stop losing our minds over the veneer of a person. Because behind the veneer is, is, is what is true. Uh, anybody ever bought some press wood furniture? Or, or, some, or some PV leather, uh, you know, <laughs> leather goods. Like, you know, it looked real good. But the, here, here's, here's what I've learned about press wood and PV leather, or, or what we call pleather. Here's what I've learned about it. It doesn't withstand opposition. When you scratch that fake leather... You, you, you see that little white on the other side, the little fibers come out, you know, you see the fibers. When, 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 you, when you were moving and that pressed wood uh, furniture, <laughs> when it broke, you seen all the particle board. I believe the way Jesus addressed it is the way we should address it as well. We need to deal with what's, on the, on, what's beneath the veneer of the man, what's beneath the veneer of the person. That we acknowledge them, don't, not to disregard the veneer because that's cute, but to recognize that there is something beneath that veneer. There is, there is an, uh, a grace that God has put. And if, if they're speaking the same thing, if they're speaking as we've been talking about here, the language of the kingdom, then I believe that's the basis of which we, we develop and we build relationship. Would you gentlemen agree? Here it is. Here's another question. With the complexities of the world culture being what it is today, another college student, thank you. Uh, um, with the complexities of the world and culture being what it is today, how can we get the church, uh, how can we as the church bridge the gap between the standards of the world culture and righteous living in the church culture. How can we bridge uh, the standards of the world culture and the righteous living in church culture? It's, it's a process, and, and we are experiencing right now. Uh, the way that we get in touch with the community is through the arts. You know, my wife, she is in, 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 in charge of this program you know, painting and doing jewelry and, you know, and it's our first experience, you know, uh, contacting and, 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 and trying that these people coming from the community from, from scratch and church people, 
no, no, no recycled Christians, no. <laughs> and, uh, and and, and that's, that's, that's the first that's the first uh, um, window, you know, uh, friendship, loving, taking care, you know, that is part of the kingdom, the window of the kingdom, and and after that, you know, and that's that's the bridge, you know, that's the bridge that we need to to we are moving to to go over that gap, you know. Uh, uh, they come in, you know, from it's, it's, it's terrible situations as uh, immigrants or, or some others, uh, 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 American citizens, Latinos, first or second generation. And, and, and we are in that process to experiencing, you know, how is the, 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 the reaction and the acceptance when they move to this uh, uh, worship service and they start learning about the the uh, uh, the power and and the uh, uh, the justice of God, you know, we we are in in that experience, and uh, we have a few families that are you know in the process through that bridge. That's why I say it's it's, it's no easy. It's a huge challenge because no matter that everybody speaks Spanish, by coming from a different background, coming from different uh, South Central or Mexico, you know. And it's not the same. It's not the same. And uh, uh, we, are, we are dealing with that different situation. But this is a beautiful experience to see how God is touching the hearts of these people, you know, crossing the bridge, you know, understand, learn, you know, and start this process of discipleship and learning and understand that the justice of God, you know, is not the justice of the world outside. If I may give a few words to this and then return to that earlier question for just a moment. I think we need to live distinctly so that people see us living differently than the world. If they look into the church and see more of the same, what's to attract them? Um, I, I think relationships are a key door through to get into the church. I sit at Pastor Tomas's feet at the, for this because it's something my culture was not good at. Our church grows with internal we had big farm families, and we got boats of immigrants from Europe, and we thought, oh, our churches are bursting. We're doing kingdom work. And it's good, but we're supposed to be reaching out and give them roads in so they can become part of the family. Um, as to the earlier question, this one is core because this is, this is what I hold up in front of Bethany again and again. Do you remember when Jesus went home to Nazareth as a successful preacher, a successful teacher? They all looked at him and said, oh, he's one of us, and he's successful. Our neighbor, I taught him everything he knows, you know, that kind of thing. And then he said, you know, this calling the Lord gives to the Jewish people, this is a call to turn the blessing out to the Gentiles. Wow. And you remember what they did? They said, throw him off a cliff. Okay. And do you remember when, when Jesus came through on his triumphal entry and uh, the plot to murder him really got traction was when the Pharisees saw his attention, and they said, see, all the world is going out to him. Terrifies people. Wow. Terrifies people. We want to keep it in. We want to keep the blessing in. I, I think the thing that really, for me, is the core is that the blessing goes out. We, we have to reach out. We have to connect. And I think Jesus modeled that in all his reaching out to women, all his reaching out to Gentiles. I'm a Gentile. If it was just for the Jews, I'm in trouble. 
all his reaching out to Romans and people who were oppressing them. I mean, he was always breaking boundaries, ticking people off. That's why they killed him. Um, so I, I think our radicalness must be in that area to continue to connect with the people who scare us. And right now, I think it's Islam, right? I think, <laughs> I, I think that the turmoil in their lands is bringing them to us. We don't even have to go to them. They're coming to us. In Michigan, uh, the Arabic population of Detroit is skyrocketing because land is so cheap there. They come and they want to buy a house. So that means Arabic Christians and Arabic Islamic people. And we need to sit at the feet of the Arabic Christians and learn from them to learn how to deal with Islam so it doesn't scare us so much because they, whether or not they know it, God loves them. God made them. They need to know the Lord. That's good, Pastor. As we prepare, as we prepare to conclude, um, you 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 touch something, and and, and I'm gonna I'm just leave this here, and we're gonna wrestle with this probably the next couple of weeks. Um, we we have something that we call uh, Hebrew Israelites, or Black Hebrew Israelites. You two are probably somewhat familiar with that. And even as it relates to Islam and what you're saying, and even with some of the things that are going on in Syria and some of the things that are going on uh, uh, on the world stage. And, and I want to press this issue just for a moment that we not be so close-minded to think that what's going on in our area is everything that's going on. But that we, we broaden our concept. I just had a couple of brothers over the house uh, earlier this week, and we, we were discussing world affairs because it's necessary. How does what's happening in Syria affect me? Or how can I, what can I do about what's happening in Syria? Many times we live our life as re, in, in a reactionary mode to where we only respond to what has been given to us. But what what would our life be if God erected us to a place to where, as Pastor Jim just said, that we looked out and we recognized that the grace and the favor and the blessing of God was to be expressed outward to the people of that, that we've been called to, that we be a blessing to them, that we strengthen and grace them. Uh, my prayer for every one of us is that we leave from this conversation, one, acknowledging how we ought to love one another, how we ought to love those who don't look like us, and how we are to, to, to reach out to the world that is on the outside of us to bring them in to be a part of the kingdom of God. Uh, the, the language of the kingdom, love. Uh, I, I believe that, that we ought to take, take that from this moment. Uh, I know it's not a conventional message, but I really believe that God has sown some seeds and some hearts today. And so what, what I want to do is, uh, Pastor Tomas, uh, can, you, uh, can you give us, a matter of fact, we'll, we'll start with you, Pastor Jim, then we'll go to Pastor Tomas, and then we'll pray together. Just, just, just some parting words of, of grace, words of blessing, things that, that the Lord has impressed upon your heart, and then, and then just, just give us a prayer of blessing. And then after you, Pastor Tomas, I want you to do, do likewise. Can we do that now? Yes, sir. I want to thank you so much for having us. Um, an unusual format, 
but uh, one in which I think there's great blessing. Um, what the Lord impresses upon me at this point is how much more I want to get to know you and see where the Lord brings uh, relationship. Um, now let me bless you. Good Father in heaven, I praise you uh, for these, your children, these who are so, so much like my people in so many ways. Lord, make us all to be your people. Prosper us. May we thrive. May our children thrive. Take away the fear that makes us live such limited lives. May we be able to live fully as you created us to live fully in the blood of Christ. In the name of the Son and the power of the Spirit. Amen. The same thank you for this uh, beautiful opportunity. And, uh, uh, you know, it's very inspirational, you know, be in, in, in front of this powerful worship time, you know, that most of the time, you know, no, in, in the Latino uh, churches or any other churches, you know, you, we have the opportunity to, to be part of this worship settings that is, 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 is beautiful. I love it. And, uh, and of course, uh, just continue praying one to each other. And, and, uh, and I think that it's not going to be the first time, you know, to be here. I, we would love my family and I to come and visit you again. And uh, I'm going to pray and please put the Google translation because I will do it in Spanish. <laughs> Is that good? Yes, it's acceptance. Yes. Señor, te damos gracias, Padre, por tu amor y por tu misericordia, Señor. Y te pedimos en esta tarde, Señor, que tú bendigas nuestra vida, la vida de nuestros hijos, la vida de nuestras familias. Oh, Lord Jesus, bless our families, our children, bless our community, and bless our church. And for those who are serving the Lord, you know, with all their hearts and souls. In the nombre de Jesus, oramos. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Can you take time to just give God praise for Pastor Jim? For Pastor Tomas. And can we just thank God for this moment that we've had here today? Come on, let's thank him. Let's thank him.